For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Secrets of Biblical Hebrew. This is part seven of the series. Now, the next spiritual insight and secret that we're going to learn from Biblical Hebrew in the Hebrew language is the importance of a name in Hebrew thought. And a name in Hebrew thought represents your character, your calling, or your spiritual destiny. For example, this is why Yeshua was named salvation. It says in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, and you will call his name Yeshua. So remember, a name in Hebrew thought is someone's character, calling, or spiritual destiny. Call his name Yeshua, which means in Hebrew salvation. Call his name salvation. What? That's who he is, and that's what he does. He will save his people from their sins. Additional examples that we're going to see of the importance of a name in Hebrew thought comes from Genesis chapter 25, verse 21, verse 24, and verse 26, where there it is written that Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and Rebekah his wife conceived, and there were twins in her womb. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. So Jacob is the Strong's number 3290 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And Jacob in Hebrew is Yaakov. And the Akov part of Jacob's name is associated with the Hebrew word akev or akev, which means the end or the heel. And so because Jacob grabbed a hold of Esau's heel contained in his name is heel catcher. Our next example that we're going to see is the word Babylon. And Babylon in Hebrew is going to mean to confuse or to mix. We can see this in Genesis chapter 11, verse 5 and verse 9. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Now, Babel is the Strong's number 894 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and Babel means to confuse by mixing. And Babel is connected or associated with the Hebrew word Balal, and Balal means to mix, mingle, confuse, or confound. So there's a play on the Hebrew here in Genesis chapter 11, verse 9. The name of it is called 
Babel because the Lord did Balal, the language of all the earth. It's called confused by mixing because the Lord confounded or mixed the languages of the earth. Up until that time, all the people could communicate with each other. They spoke Hebrew, but then there were different languages that came about so that the people could not communicate with each other. Let's show some more examples of the importance of a name in Hebraic thought. This comes from Genesis chapter 17 verses 3 through 5 as it is written. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you will be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name any more be called Abram, but your name will be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you. So this is a play on the Hebrew once again, because Abram is the number 87 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And Abram means exalted father. And so his name was going to change from being exalted father to Abraham when the God of Israel added a hey to his name. And as we have already taught in this teaching that the hey, you say hey, that it is associated with breath or life, the breath of God. And so God's life was injected into Abraham and his life. And now Abraham means a father of a multitude. And so because the blessing of Abraham when God entered into covenant with him and was going to actively work in his life and the life of his descendants that in the destiny of Abraham and his descendants that Abraham was going to become a father of many nations so that becomes his name Abraham a father of a multitude. Our next example is the name of Isaac, which in Hebrew is Yitzhak. And we're told in Genesis chapter 21, verses 2 and 3 and verse 6, Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare unto him Isaac. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh so that all will hear will laugh with me. So Isaac in Hebrew is Yitzhak. It's the Strong's number 3327 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And Yitzhak means laughter. And so because God performed a miracle that seemed impossible in the lives of Abraham and Sarah, that they had a child when Sarah was past childbearing age, that because of the miraculous element of it, it causes joy and laughter. And so therefore the child was named and is associated with the event surrounding the miraculous birth of Isaac. And that's why his name was called Laughter. And our next example of the importance of a name in Hebrew thought comes from Genesis chapter 25, verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And so Esau, who is also called Edom, is the Strong's word 123 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it comes from the Strong's number 122, which is the Hebrew word for red. So Esau is in the Hebrew language associated and linked with red. And 
So Esau means red. Our next example is looking at Matthew chapter 2 verse 1, where we're told that Yeshua was born in Bethlehem. So Bethlehem consists of two Hebrew words, Beit and Lechem. Beit in Hebrew means house. Lechem means bread. So Yeshua was born at the place in Hebrew that means the house of bread. So Yeshua ministered in the Galilee area in the main important town in the Galilee area is Capernaum. We can see this in Matthew chapter 4 verse 13. In leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. Now Capernaum is the Strong's number 2584 in the Strong's Greek dictionary. And in the definition, it says it comes from the Hebrew Kafar Nahum. And Kafar in Hebrew is village. Nahum is comfort. So Capernaum in Hebrew is Kafar Nahum, the village of comfort. And comfort is associated with the redemptive work of the Messiah. He brings comfort to his people by forgiving them of their sins and saving them. And comfort is associated with the end of the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 10 and verse 13, as it is written. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him, and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Goes on to say, Then will the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together. I will turn their mourning, that is exile, into joy. That's the end of the exile. And I will comfort them. So it's the good shepherd of Israel who is going to gather the exiles of Israel. That is Yeshua. John chapter 10, verse 11 and verse 14. Yeshua said he's the good shepherd. And so the good shepherd is also the one that scattered Israel which means the one that scattered Israel did so because he made a covenant with his people at Mount Sinai and they broke the covenant. And as a result of breaking the covenant, he's going to scatter them in the nations. So the good shepherd is also the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So he that scattered is going to gather. When he gathers, he does so as a good shepherd. When he gathers as a good shepherd, he's going to turn the mourning of his people, which is associated with the way they experienced life and were mistreated in their exile, by those that took him into captivity, he's going to turn that mourning into joy, and thus they will be comforted. We can see how comfort is associated with the tribes of Israel returning to their land. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 16 and 17, it is written, these are the words that were said unto Rachel, Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they will come again from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children will come again to their own border. Next, we're going to look at a understanding of the Hebrew language itself. And this comes from the book, The Ancient Hebrew Language and Alphabet by Jeff Benner on page 32. He explains that the Hebrew language uses a root system for its vocabulary. The root system is like a tree where the leaves, that's the words that come from the roots, they come from the branches, the child root, and the branches come from the trunk, the parent 
root and the trunk comes from the root letters, which are the actual Hebrew letters themselves. So at the base, we take Hebrew letters and two Hebrew letters becomes the root letters. And these two letters come together as what's called the parent root. And then you have a third Hebrew letter. This is called the child root. So all Hebrew words are going to go back to a two or three root letters called the parent child roots. And it's from those two or three root letters is the basis for forming Hebrew words. And the words that are formed from the two or three letter parent child roots, those words have a spiritual meaning or connection to the parent child roots. And so this is how you can take a Hebrew word and break it down to its root meaning and in doing so you can make an associated spiritual meaning through the words themselves. So then we are going to share with you the next concept of how you can glean spiritual insights from the Hebrew language itself and we are going to do a Hebrew study on what is faith. And so we're going to take faith and we're going to break it down using the Hebrew language and in doing so we're going to give you an example of how we're going to get a word picture meaning of what is biblical faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 and verse 6 it is written, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So the word faith in Hebrew is emunah. And the root of emunah is aman. And this explanation of the meaning of aman comes from the inner meaning of the Hebrew letters on page 25. And it is explained that aman means to be true, trustworthy, firm, faithful, believed, trained, skilled. And so this is going to be the root meaning of what is faith. Now, we are told in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, that the just shall live by faith. So, this word faith is the Strong's number 530 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it's the Hebrew word emunah. And emunah gets translated in our Bibles as firmness, fidelity, steadfastness, steadiness. And so we can see that faith is faithfulness. It's to remain steady and firm and faithful. Now we're told in the Torah anthology to the book of the 12 prophets, volume 2, page 172, the following, that David said all the commandments fall into 11 categories. Isaiah came along and he classified all the commandments into six distinct categories. Micah said that everything falls into three categories, but Habakkuk established that everything is based on faith. 
so now we're going to see how this word emunah is translated as faithfully or being faithful in 2 Chronicles chapter 19, verse 9, as it is written. And he charged them saying, thus shall you do in the fear of the Lord faithfully with a perfect heart. Faithfully is emunah and it's often translated as faith. Now we're going to see how emunah is translated in Psalm chapter 89, verse 1 as faithfulness. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever, for my mouth will make known his emunah, his faithfulness. In 2 Chronicles in chapter 19, verse 9, as we have seen that emunah is translated as faithfully, Psalm 89, verse 1, as faithfulness. Now we're going to see from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, that emunah is translated as truth. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment. A God of Emunah. Here it's not translated as faith. It's translated as truth. In Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6, Emunah is translated as stability. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. And in Exodus in chapter 17 verse 12, Emunah is translated as to be steady, as it is written. But Moses' hands were heavy, and Aaron and Hur stayed upon his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. In Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 38, Emunah is translated as sure. And because all this we make a sure covenant and write it in our princes, Levites, and priests, and we seal under it. In Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 1, we're going to see the root of Emunah, Amman, and it's translated as cunning workman. How beautiful are your feet with shoes, the work of the hands of a cunning workman or a skillful worker. In Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 5, we have the Hebrew word Amun, which is the same associated word as emunah, faith, emun, emunah, and it's translated as faithful. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. In Deuteronomy, in chapter 32, verse 20, we're told that the children of Israel have no emun. They have no, and here it's translated as faith. So he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. Amen is related to emunah, faith. This is explained in Building Blocks of the Soul, Insights into the Hebrew Language by Matatiahu Glazerson, page 105. The word amen, which indicates one's association to blessing or prayer, comes from the same linguistic root as faith, emunah. Amen means it is so, it is true, or affirm an oath. This is explained from the book, The Inner Meaning of the Hebrew Letters, on page 24. The word amen means it is true, so be it, or may it become true. It is a biblical word serving as the people's response affirming in an oath. The person who responds amen after an oath uttered by someone else is accounted as if he had uttered the oath himself. Amen is associated with agreement to fulfill a request, and it is also a prayer for fulfillment. May it become true. So 
we can see how this is in Psalm chapter 41, verse 13. It says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting into everlasting. Amen and amen. So here, amen means may it be so. So next, we're going to see how amen is translated as so be it in Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 5, that I may perform the oath which I have sworn unto your fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. Then answered I and said, so be it, amen, O Lord. So here, amen means so be it. Next, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. And here we find Ammon, and it's translated here in the King James as believed, as it is written, he believed in the Lord. In Judges chapter 11, verse 20, Ammon is translated as trusted, but Sihon, Ammon, trusted, not Israel, to pass through his coast. In Genesis chapter 42, verse 20, we can see Ammon is translated as verified or evidence. But bring your youngest brother unto me, so shall your words be verified or have evidence. And in 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 23, Ammon is translated as be established. Therefore now, Lord, let the thing that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house be established forever and do as you have said. In Psalm 89, verse 28, Ammon is translated as stand fast, as it is written. Psalm 89, verse 28, My mercy will I keep for him forever, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 59, Ammon is translated as long continuance. Then the Lord will make great plagues and of long continuance, Ammon, and sore sickness and of long continuance, Ammon. So now what we've done is we've taken the Hebrew word for faith, Amunah, and we've looked at how that word is translated in various scriptures, and then we took root words of Emunah and associated words of Emunah and saw how they were translated in various verses of the Bible. And from this, we're going to get a complete word picture of what is biblical faith. So putting together the verses that we looked at, we're going to get this understanding of faith. Faith is believing Faith is trusting, faith is true, faith is sure, faith has evidence, is verifiable, faith is amen, or it is so, faith is being faithful, faith is being steady or stable, faith is being established, faith is long continuance, faith is a skilled worker. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please the God of Israel. The righteous will live by faith, and the God of Israel rewards those who trust in him. And so, sometimes, as we use faith in our expressions, it communicates the idea that it's something impossible, and it's something that's not verifiable. So, in the Hebrew language, faith communicates the understanding that it is so, it is true, 
It has evidence. I believe it. I'm going to stand fast and I'm going to be firm and steady. And I'm going to be firm and steady for a long period of time to endure and have endurance. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject, Secrets of Biblical Hebrew. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.